Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Hello, hello, hello again. I want to begin a new series with you guys today. We've been on boundaries for a couple of months, and I believe that was very, very well needed. Once again, you got more questions about boundaries, you can always ask me in person. But even better, you can get the book Boundaries by Drs. Cloud and Townsend. Please look into it. In Spanish, the name of the book is Limites, Limits. That's a very good translation, Limits, Boundaries. Because God has boundaries, we should have boundaries. That way we can walk in love, learn to say yes and no to the right things, all right? So today's series, the beginning of this new series for August, is Show Faith. Somebody say, Show Faith. Show Faith. So I think this is very pertinent. You know what? Let me address something today. It's a little warm in here, and I apologize. I think I did great to wear short sleeves. I promise I didn't know it was going to be warm, but it's going to work out. Um, we're going to have the air conditioning checked. It's all working, but I think there's something going on in our attic. I apologize for the warmth in here today, and I will not go too long, all right? Maybe I can be just a little extra short today. So uh, be praying for the Spanish service, though, all right, because it's a warm day. So we're going to get that taken care of as soon as possible. We're on it. We realize it. Once again, I apologize. All right? Just pour a bottle of water over your head. No, don't do that. Don't do that in here. Pastor will kick both of us out of here. So title of this series is Show Faith. Somebody say, Show Faith. faith. Seems a little, little simple maybe at first glance. Say, Show Faith. Well, I want us as believers, and according to Scripture, I know God wants us to show our faith. Many times we as believers, we have a hard time believing. That's why I say all the time that you repeat after me, I am a believer because I believe. I know we have areas of unbelief. I know that. I know that. But if you can believe Jesus for your salvation, trust me, you can believe him for anything. You can believe that you're saved and you're on your way to heaven. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Wow, you can believe God for anything. And I want you to see it that simply and that clearly. But in this series, I'm going to talk to you about showing your faith as a believer, learning to show your faith, walking it out. And I have a question for you today. And I'm going to get in your business again. I know I mess with your phone time all the time. Why? Because I'm conscious of mine. Got mine down this past week, and I said, man, that's amazing. These smartphones keep track of how long you've been picking them up and looking at them, and it's convicting. So here's my question today. Is social media affecting your faith? Who are you listening to? Some are like, I'm not on social, social media. Praise God. Well done. Social media, it, there's, there's sides of it that are wonderful, man. You can see verses and teaching and preaching and research. Good things. You can communicate news. You can sell things on a garage sale. You can buy something. You can get the word out. It's great. But how many of you know there's a lot of lies in social media? You guys, you were able to prove it firsthand during the COVID situation. Hey, man, they're pulling people over for this and that. It wasn't even true. Hey, out on Lovington, I don't know why it's always Lovington Highway is embroiled in a rumor. Out on Lovington Highway, they are, well, it just wasn't true. Where do they get this stuff? I don't know. They hear stuff. They hear it and they repeat it, and that's what we call what? Gossip. And I know this is not for any of you in here, but liars love gossip. Look it up in Scripture. Man, I don't even know if that's true, but that sounds good enough for me to repeat it. Well, we don't know. So my question today is, is social media affecting 
your faith. There's folks that can't believe God for anything now, but they'll believe what someone says on Facebook. I like how they say it in Spanish, el face. El face. Yeah, they, they'll believe what someone says on Facebook, but they're like, it's written here in God's Word. It's been there for thousands of years. It's been tried and proven. And over hundreds and hundreds of years, you had all these books written, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New 66 books and it all coincides it all points to jesus every book and we go well i don't know if i can believe this but you know they said on the news today come on man come on remember the old saying garbage in garbage out it was an old computer programming saying you put you put junk programming into a computer what do you get out of the computer junk junk it can't do anything. It's a bunch of garbage. It can't per perform its functions properly. So my question for you today is, what are you absorbing? And yes, check your phone time because it's affecting you, I promise. A couple months ago, I had turned this off on my iPhone, but a couple months ago, I don't know how it reactivates, if it, re if it does it with updates, but it starts giving me the headlines of news again. And I thought... <laughs> I could already tell in one day, Jen was like, you okay, baby? I was like, man, I'm irritable. I just want to fight or something. I was reading headlines. That's fine to keep up with the news, but, you know, I can't. If it's a real good headline, I'm all, well, this is from a conservative news outlet. i got to check this one out. What does that say? And it's, a lot of it's negative, and it's a lot of unbelief. And it affects your faith. It really does. So be careful what you're listening to, what you're watching, who you're hanging around with. It will affect your faith walk. So once again, is social media affecting your faith? It might be. It really might be. If you're on your phone more than five hours a day, let me just say this right now. You say, oh, he's about to give us an ultimatum. No, 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 no. Check, check this out. Listen closely. If you're on your phone more than five hours a day, I promise it's affecting you. I promise. Look at your phone today after church. Not yet, because I'm going to lose you the rest of the service. You're like, I can't believe I've been on my, yesterday I was on my phone eight hours, you know, whatever. It's going to blow you away. It's affecting you. But I commend you for being here to hear the word that we preach, and the word here is faith. And you learn to show your faith by listening and putting it into action. Man, I'm so glad I don't have any hair today. Are y'all warm? Praise God. It's on my arms, though. All the hair I was supposed to have had on my head is on my arms, and it's like my arms are hot. Let's go to James chapter 2, verse 14. Genetics are... A roll of the dice. James 2.14. Dad tried to tell me it's not genetics. I'm like, well, it's all that food from the food bank we ate then. I don't know. John ate more of the bad stuff than me. He has a bunch of hair. Verse 14 of James chapter 2. Look at this. We're going to read through this text. This is very important. I'm going to read through it once, and I'm going to try to not stop and comment. It's so hard for me. I'm going to read through it. And then we'll talk about it with my points here in a minute, okay? What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Are you with me? Everybody says they have faith, right? Say, I believe in God. I believe in God. Well, what are we doing about it? Verse 14, what good is it, dear brothers, once more time, one other, one other time, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Say, man, did Pastor Matt come up with this? It's in your Bible. Check it out. James chapter 2. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. Then what? You say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? 
James is really preaching a sermon here. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. People say, I believe. I believe all the time. You ever met someone? It's rare, right, when people go, I don't even believe in God. And when they do, it's try, they're trying to, a lot of the time they're trying to get attention. Remember back in the day, I lied, didn't I? I had to stop and say something. I didn't mean to lie. I remember back in the day, I would do juvenile detention facility over there in Lovington. I'd go visit them in the juvie. And once in a while, you'd have someone there and say, I don't even believe in God, sir. I'm like, good for you. It's funny that you're in Bible study, though, right now. You don't believe in God. And funny, they don't believe in God. And I'm saying, let, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior at the end, about 20 minutes are raising their hand to accept the Lord. They believed in God, right? They believed. Most people you meet say, I, I believe in God. Well, good. That's great. That's step one. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is what? Dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, one translation says works, works, deeds, or actions. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. I like this translation. He says, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. So you don't even have one up on the demons when you say, I believe in God. Does everybody hear me? I've had people tell me that, and they're really trying to impress me. Well, I believe in God, sir. I'm like, so does the devil. Great. You're right in line with him. Let's take a step over the devil now. Let's move on to the next level. Verse 20. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds, once again, he says, is what? Useless. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham, he's writing to, the, to, to Jewish folks who, who had accepted Jesus, right? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You remember that story? He had a test from God. God said, offer your only son to me. God didn't go through with it, but Abraham said, okay, say when. He got up the next morning early, took him to go sacrifice him. That's crazy. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith what? Complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of what? Because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. Are you seeing Abraham's faith? It was transferred into deeds. Abraham didn't just say, well, I believe in God. I'm just going to wait over here in Ur of the Chaldees. I'm going to just wait when God spoke to him. No, God said, I'm revealing myself to you. I'm going to make a great nation of you. Come on, come out of your people. I'm going to take you somewhere else. He believed so much that he obeyed. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. I love this example. She was shown to be right with God. Remember when they were attacking Jericho? The people of Israel sent spies in. Rahab the prostitute, she harbored two of the spies, protected them, and said, Remember me. We know God is on y'all's side. Remember me when y'all come attack this place. They said, because you took care of us, we'll take care of you and your family. That was an act of faith. She hid the spies. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Powerful. Verse 26, just as the body is dead without what? Breath. So also faith is dead without good works. So what are you listening to? How are you living? That's my question. You say, man, you're messing with me. You're in my business. It's my job. 
It's my job. It's my life. And I'm going to tell you what right now. It's the job of the scriptures you love so much. The words, when speaking about the word, says the word is a mirror. How many of you looked in a mirror this morning? Let me just see your hand. Go ahead. Just about everybody in here, some are like, man, I woke up looking good. I woke up looking like this. Okay. Praise God. Um, I looked, I think I looked in the mirror briefly, but once again, I didn't have to comb my hair, so I just moisturized. So I was just like, okay, got out of the shower, and I'm, it's, it better be okay. Hopefully my hair's not sticking out of my nose, but we looked in the mirror. Why? To see how we look. See what's going on. You, you look in the mirror to see what's right and what's wrong. My wife told me recently, she said, baby, I notice when you look in the mirror and you like what you see, you, do I pucker my lips? She said I did something in the mirror. And I've always made fun of duck faces, but I don't think it's a duck face. I don't know if I go, I don't think so. I do something, and I'm like, I don't do that, you know, and then later on I'm like, do I do that? The mirror shows what's going on. It shows what's going on. Same, same apostle here, the book of James, Earlier in the book, he says, many people walk up to a mirror and then they forget what they look like. Have you gone to the mirror and many times, hey, men or women, right? You look in the mirror and you had to look 13, 14 times. I don't know why. You were, you were thinking about stuff when you looked in the mirror. You forgot. Well, the word is a mirror and it reminds you of what's really going on. I've never understood why someone would get offended if someone said, hey, man, you got a booger. Thank you, right? Or there's a mark on your face. No, it's not. You know, what? Okay, then it's not. It helps you. That's what the word is for. That's what someone in your life is for, a mentor, a pastor, an accountability partner who says, hey, this isn't okay with you. You think it's okay, but it's not. That's, that's part of your faith there. And the word is a mirror. Point one today. Look how simple this is. True faith produces good works, good deeds, good actions. Faith gives you the desire to obey. If you walk with God and you stumble across the passage in Galatians that says, here's the fruit of the Spirit, have you ever stumbled across that passage? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You go, man, am I walking in that? I need some of that. Oh, I need work in this area. When you take the word humbly... And you walk it out in faith, it makes you want to do right. It's real simple. True faith produces good works. Say, man, I'm, you know, I, I really walk with God. I believe in God. And I've had people over the years, I've said this before, people, man, they don't know God any more than the man in the moon. But they'll, they'll tell you, man, I pray. I pray before I go to sleep. And that's a start. That's great. But, man, let's walk it out. Is my faith for everybody to see deliberately so I can get credit? That's not what it's for. Your faith brings glory to God. On the other hand, well, we'll get into that point in a minute. True faith produces good deeds, actions, and works. Let's go to verse 21 and 22 of the passage we just read. Verses 21 and 22. Check this out. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. You guys remember that story? Abraham takes his son up there, his only son at that point, the son of the promise. There was Ishmael, but this was the son of the promise. It was the only son there that he knew the promise was going to come through. And he went into a test with God 
and he tied his son on the altar. Can you imagine a teenage son allowing your, his dad to tie him up? That was some trust and faith on that level, too. I've always trusted my dad, but man, if dad took me to a mountain by myself with him and a donkey and said, started tying me to the altar, and I'm like, dad? <laughs> like Camila says, tata? Dad? Dad? You can, and you can, dad's a powerful word because you can use it lots of ways. When you're upset about something, you go, dad. But, I mean, when you're getting tied to the altar, it's, dad? This kid had faith like his dad. He says, dad, where's the ram? It's amazing what Abraham told him. I wasn't going to go there this morning, but this is so powerful. I love it in the King James. Abraham says, God will provide himself a lamb. Did you just catch that? God set up a covenant, and unbeknownst to Abraham, God put Abraham through a test of his faith, and because of Abraham's faith, you may disagree with this, but the Scripture really looks like it's doing this. Because of Abraham's faith, Abraham, in, in being part of a covenant with God, he was going to offer his son to God. God said, no, you're not going to have to do that. I know that you're going to teach your family after me, and I'm going to bless you and all this. But after Abraham offered his son to God, according to the law of covenants, God owed his son to the human race. Isn't that crazy? Because in a covenant, what you do for me, I'll do for you. You say, oh, God didn't owe us anything. Well, he'd already promised to do it long before, but God even put himself in a position, and Abraham said prophetically, he told his son, God will provide himself a lamb. Wow. Himself as a lamb? Take that how you want. That's an amazing story, and it's all because of faith. Did you know you will be remembered because of your faith? You will be remembered because of your faith. Verse 22 says, you see his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. I don't care about verses on Facebook. I don't care about texts that saying, man, send this to 75 people. If you don't, you may not be saved. That's the oldest trick in the book. I remember I was a kid. I got a chain letter in the mail and said, man, you got to write seven letters like this or you don't stop the chain. I started writing letters. Dad came in and goes, what are you doing? I said, I think it's called a chain letter. He said, throw that away. I said, but he goes, no, that's ridiculous. Throw it away. Who will ever know? That's ridiculous. I don't care about showing your faith by posting on Facebook. That's powerful. What I care about is, is it helping you and your family? Are you able to walk with God and, and overcome in areas, maybe where you've had a temper or you've doubted in certain areas or you're, you're not that kind naturally? Who is? Maybe some are. I always thought, man, if you had a heart rate, man, you were, you were going to be irritated with somebody at some point. We need the fruit of the Spirit, and you get those by walking out your faith. True faith produces good works. Say, man, what I, why would I want to help them? They can't ever help me. Yeah, but you can help them, and God will reward you. Do you know Scripture says, he that, lends, he that gives to the poor lends to the Lord? That's powerful. True faith produces good deeds, actions, and works. Number two today, I don't think I'm going to get very far today it's one of those days number two one of those sermons words without faith actions are what this bummed me out growing up i'd be around people and i thought man they're really a good believer and then you start hanging out with them and they're cussing and they're treating people bad and you're going wait a minute this ain't right 
This ain't right. Here's my encouragement and my wisdom for you this morning. Live so that people know you're a believer. One, one saint back in the day, I love this quote. I think it was St. Francis de Assisi. He said, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. You're preaching the gospel just by being kind to someone. I've had so many people come to me and go, you're different. What is it about you that's different? Why? Something, and they, they can't put their finger on it. I remember I was working at Jewel Osco when I was in high school, and one of the secretaries called me into her office. She was a very sweet lady. And she goes, Matt, what church do you go to? I go, how do you know I go to church? I'm actually missing church today, being here at work. You know, I don't remember the whole story. How do you know I go to church? She said, ah, it's just something about you. Just there's a light. And it wasn't my head shining back then. I had a full head of hair. She said, there's a glow about you. I said, oh, thank you. That, that's a great compliment. And then there were, I'm going to tell you, there was once or twice in my life, one in particular where someone told me, I didn't know you were a Christian. <laughs> Apply the brakes. That, that's not so much of a compliment. Oh, you're a Christian? Mm -mm. Show your faith. Words without faith actions are what? Some folks just talk. Oh, and they know so much about the Bible. That, that's never impressed me. If you start to deal with them and their character's off, they're impatient, they're rude, they're just a punk, and you're like, wait, you sure know the Bible, but, man, where's the fruit of the Spirit? Where's, where's your faith actions? Here's another one. Here's one of my favorites is when people misquote Scripture. Put up something, you know. I think it was in the Rocky movie, one of the Rocky movies, and... Uh, uh, Rocky's trainer goes, you know, like it says in the good book. You remember that? You remember that? And he says some stupid thing. I'm like, I don't think it says that in the good book. You know, like the good book says. You know, he'd never read the good book. No, that's not what it says. So folks just talk. They misquote. They, they may put it on Facebook, but don't live it. Listen, here's my point today. Get into the word. And as a believer, your goal should be to live the word. It's that simple. That's not a religious message. It's not a harsh mes message either. It's Jesus said, if, he simply said this. He said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. What are the commandments Jesus gave? You ready? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and might. Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, I love how he simplified it, man. If you'll walk in love, you'll fulfill the whole law. That's what Jesus said. You'll fulfill the whole law. Let's go to verses 14 through 16 real quick. And I don't think I'm going to, get much further today. Um, I'd like to get on with what we're doing. I know it's a little warm in here, and so we're going to try and finish up a little early today. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? That's crazy. Verse 15, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. This is a powerful example. You say goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Now, you have to be led. I know. You're, not every homeless person you come by you're going to give to. You're not always able. But, I mean, most of the time it is in our power to help someone somehow. I've seen folks say, man, I don't have much money, but I'll give you a ride. Where do you need to go? I'll give you a ride. Or, or you know how some folks are, uh... I'm not comfortable giving you five bucks, but I'll go get you a hamburger at McDonald's. You can't smoke that, right? You could try. People try to smoke everything. 
I think they smoke mentholate them. I don't know. They, they smoke anything they can. But man, you say, man, oh, they're on drugs, but they're hungry. We had a guy years ago, he showed up. He said, man, I'm not going to lie. I've been like on a two-day meth high. I'm starving. Just real honest. It's like, get this dude some food. Poor soul. Help him out. If it's in your power, Scripture says, do it. Because God knows that you were able to help. Right? So once again, words without faith actions are just words. How about this? How about this? Um, I'm sorry, but you're like, I ain't. I'm sorry I got caught. I'm sorry, but there's no change. That's not a faith action, is it? A true apology says, oh, sorry about that. And you may mess up several times in this area. I've learned this in marriage, man. There's some areas I'm really good at, and there's some areas I need work. Just like, man, I'm sorry. I, I know. I already know this is not right. I got to do better. Lord, help me. I want to do better. You know my heart on this. I want to do better. And man, when I apologize to the Lord, I'm telling you, there were times in my life I think I just repented, just threw up, a, you know, how, one of those, just throw it up as you go. But man, over the years, it's gotten so real to me. I was like, Lord, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be this way. This, if it bothers me, Lord, and convicts the Spirit of God within me, I know it bothers you totally. I just know. I mean, I feel so convicted. Lord, I want to do better. I don't want it to just be words. And I know you don't want it to just be words either. Y'all are true believers. I truly believe that. That's a play on words I was not planning on. I know y'all are true believers. I know you are. I know you love God. You're showing your faith by coming to church today. Say, man, I believe, I believe. Hey, you got to show your faith. Let it be beyond words, man. You know, you've heard the sayings, talk is cheap, right? Yeah, man, I'll be right there. I'm going to help you out. What? Where'd you go? I'll be right over. Where are you? Talk's cheap. This is a funny one. I used to do this, and I've, I'm telling you, I don't do it anymore. I'm on my way. You're still in the restroom. What does on your way mean? I have every intention of after being in the restroom, walking out the house and getting in the... On my way now, I, I felt... I know it sounds crazy. I felt convicted, so I do not do on my way until I'm on my way. I'm on my way. You're on the roof putting up Christmas lights. No, you're not. You're not on your way. Show it, man. Words can just be words. Hey, I love you. What does that mean? Live it out. Be kind, right? Show your faith. I'm not going to get any further than this today. I think we need to pray. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. We'll get into more of that next week as we continue our series, Show faith. Show your faith in particular. Show faith in God by how you live. Show faith in God by obeying him. Show faith in God by good deeds, good actions, good works. Is there anybody in this house or at the sound of my voice watching or listening to the live stream today that would say, Pastor Matt, I just need to make sure my heart is right with God. You may have even accepted Jesus before, but you say, man, I need to make sure my heart is right with God. Would you raise your hand today? I'm going to pray with you. There's no shame in it. Remember, there's no shame. You can tell God you're sorry. God bless you. God bless you for your courage and honesty. I want us to pray together. I want everybody in this house to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I need you, Lord. I cannot make it without you. I humble myself knowing that you're the only way. 
Jesus, I know you're my Lord and Savior, but I want to live like it. Help me to show my faith. Help me to walk my faith. Help me to live my faith. Help me to share my faith by my actions. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. Help me to be the light that you said I am. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want you, everybody in the house to look up at me real quick. And I'm going to pray for all of you before we pick up our offering and then do our child dedication. But here's what I want. I want you to just look toward me and be honest with God. That's between you and God. It is. That is not up to me. My responsibility is deliver the message and let you choose. That's how God set it up. But if you say, ah, I'm having an issue showing my faith in some certain way. I don't have to know about it or what it is. I don't have to know exactly what it is. But you say, I'm struggling with my faith in this area because I've had a hard time obeying God for that. Or I've had a hard time doing this because I'm struggling with my faith in that area. And hey, there's no shame in it. Do you remember? Jesus was talking to someone. He said, do you believe? And they said, I believe, Lord, but would you help my unbelief? As humans... You believe and you believe, but there's sometimes there's a little inkling. You say, man, I, I'm doing great in this area, Lord, but I need to show my faith in this area. If that's you today, as a believer, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you today. I'm going to pray with you. Say, man, I need, Lord, strengthen my faith in that area. Lord, strengthen me. Pull me to your word. There you go. Pull me to your word. That's what we're going to pray, that God pull you to his word because why? If he'll give you a hunger for his word and you actually hear his word and get into his word, Scripture said, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So you say, man, how can God help me with my faith? Well, he can give you a hunger for the word, and the rest is up to you. Let's pray today. Go ahead and stand to your feet real quick together as a church family. Let's pray together, and I'll, I'll, I'll have you seated again for the offering and everything else we do. But let's agree. Go ahead and raise your hands if you're comfortable. I'd say raise your hands if you're uncomfortable. Go ahead. Just raise your hands today. Go ahead. Without wrath and doubt. And you raise your hands as a sign of surrender. Lord, I pray right now that you would draw your people to the word like never before. I know we have struggles. I know. You are, are well versed in the struggles of humanity, Lord. Jesus lived here and he was tempted in all points. He saw it all. God in the flesh. But Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us, pull us towards your word, pull us close to you. Lord, we will seek you while you may be found, Father. I know this year, this strange year that it's been, 2020, you've still blessed us through it all. You've taken care of us. There's been abundant harvest. There's been miracles. You've done great things. But Lord, I know this year, I believe it with all my heart, is to prepare your people, your church, for whatever else is coming. Wake your people up, God. Awaken us from our slumber, our spiritual slumber, Lord. That we wake up to you and good works and your word. We can't do it without your word, God. So today, we lift your word to the place it needs to be in our life, and that is top priority. Spending time with you in your word. Spending time with you in prayer, God. The basics. We thank you for giving us your word, and now, Lord, help us. Draw us close to you so that our faith can be strengthened by staying in your word. We give you praise today, God. We worship you and we thank you because you've heard your people. We humble ourselves before you. In Jesus' name.